Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Stoltz. Today's show is about mobility training, something I haven't talked about in quite a few episodes. And today specifically is about five sneaky things that contribute to your mobility or lack thereof. I think that these things are kind of part of your mobility practice, which you know I am a really big fan of. I mean, if there is one thing in training and movement that I'm very passionate about, it's the ability to do it forever, which means sustainable programming, something that doesn't get you hurt, and ways to treat pain and injuries so you feel better from your training habits than worse. I think that that should be the goal of just about everybody maybe accept the people who are serious competitors in something and just putting their bodies on the line anyways. So I'm going to go over five things that people don't often think about with their mobility. So, you know, there's the soft tissue work, the stretching, the exercises, the massage guns, all these things like that. But there are things in your daily life that are going to contribute as well. A few are obvious. Some might not be as obvious. You might not think about them. And uh, I want to talk with those uh, today. So I hope that all of the people listening to this do some form of mobility training. Their movement quality is paid attention to, and especially coaching clients of mine, um, you know, people I work with over the years, whether you're former, whether I work with you now or will work with you in the future, or you just take what I say seriously. I hope you're putting some form of mobility training in on the side so you're able to move better, feel better, and make your longevity a top priority. Let's get started today's show. I believe this is episode 353 of the podcast. Let's get started. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's going on, guys? Jordan Stoltz here, your host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Welcome to another episode, episode 353 of the show. Now, today, it might be even 354. I don't even know. Sometimes I get a little mixed up, but I'm usually close, right? But I guess close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, as my grandpa used to say. But I had the thought of injury prevention on my mind today, right? The strength coach is coming out in me. Um, But really, this happened because I had a lifting injury, which I want to, I'm going to say confess to because it's just stupidity. I mean, I was just like more mad that it happened than actually hurt. (laughs) And you'll understand when I tell you what happened. But, you know, the strength coaches, we always say that, The injuries don't happen in the weight room. The injuries happen out on the field, you know, and it's such a rare thing, and it really is true. It's really rare to see actual injuries happen in the weight room, you know, if the person's properly coached and programmed, especially. You'll see people pushing the weight too far, tearing a pec, things like that in your general population, but if someone is really taking it seriously, most of the injuries aren't going to happen in the gym, and if you're doing things intelligently, like I like to think I do, uh, the only injuries that happen are going to be freak ones, right? So, I mean, at 
when I worked at the University of Nebraska as a strength coach, the probably the only injury that really happened in our weight room that I ever remember, besides from little tweaks here and there, you know, which happened. Um, the only thing I remember was doing a vertical jump test. Person jumped up high as they could to swap the little tabs coming out the side of the vertical jump test. Came down, they kind of had drifted to the left, so they came down and their elbow hit the wing nut that keeps the pole of the vertical jump test tight, and the wing nut went into their arm. So it actually like went lodged into their arm, maybe half an inch into their arm. So some impale kind of action going on. That was probably the only time where we were like, holy cow, look at that, you know? It's like, oh man, someone just got hurt in the weight room. That was just about the only time that's ever happened. And yesterday, I had a similar freak incident. Not that bad. I'm all right. Hopefully, I'm not talking funny because I chipped a tooth on my um, shoulder day. So I was doing axle push press. So an axle is essentially a thick barbell. Um, You can think of an Olympic barbell, which is skinny in the middle, fat on the ends. An axle would be that same fatness, the two-inch width all the way across, and just a strongman implement. So I was doing push press with the axle. I don't remember the weight. That doesn't really matter. I think it was something like 235 or 245 or something. Just practicing some push presses. See, here I go. Now you're going to know what I did. Practicing some push presses with my axle, and I push pressed right into my chin, and my teeth knocked together and chipped one of my front teeth. Now, it's not a big chip, so don't be too alarmed. I'd hardly have an excuse for a lisp or speech impediment, but it is a little sensitive, and the honestly, the chin being hit by the axle hurt a lot more than the tooth breaking. Um, so, I mean, that is just such a wild thing. I had to share that on the podcast because that kind of stuff never happens, and it's such a stupid injury. I felt so dumb, um, you know, and the Obviously, the piece of tooth went right down the throat immediately, and it's long gone. But we'll get that fixed later. It made me think about injury prevention, though, and how we need to take that really seriously. You know, a little chipped tooth, very small piece from an axle push press into the chin isn't going to sideline me. I haven't trained yet today, but I'm going to. Um, that's not the kind of thing that would sideline you. Even something impaled into your arm probably wouldn't, but there are things that do right. Back pain, knee pain, shoulder pain, tears, strains, twists, breaks, sprains, all these things will sideline you and are the only thing guaranteed to stop you from making progress. You can do everything wrong and still make more progress than the person that's hurt and sidelined, right? Cause if you're hurt and sidelined, you're not going to be doing anything. So injury prevention led me to start thinking about mobility and mobility is something that has always been important to me as part of my training and movement practice. I've changed how I think about it a little bit over the years, which is probably a good thing. I probably do a little bit less um, foam rolling now than I used to. And I do more um, movement practice, like practicing sitting in a squat, practicing hanging overhead those kind of things, and then holding different positions, maybe more static stretching than I used to. And uh, I still make it a big priority, though. It's still a big, big part of my training. And there are things that 
I've noticed in my own life that other people might not notice that I wanted to share that are sneaky things that could contribute to your mobility. So these are five different things that are more lifestyle things, not the mobility exercises that could contribute to how well you move and how well you move and do movements is pretty directly correlated with the likelihood you're going to get hurt, in my opinion. Um, If you're able to do a picture-perfect squat that doesn't feel tight, that doesn't feel painful, that the form is spot on, you're going to very much avoid hurting your back, hips, knees, at least in that type of squatting position, um, at the very least. So let's get started with number one. Number one is, I kind of wanted to start with the obvious ones and then move into my more um, sneaky ones that you might not be thinking of. So the first one's probably the most obvious, which is sitting versus standing. And I noticed this for sure if I'm more active. So like in the summer, mobility is a lot better. Just walking around, standing, um, moving a lot more just through the day. That little activity really compounds and adds up compared to just sitting and being stationary, especially for me, for some reason, sitting with my feet up is way worse. I'll actually experience like knee pain and stuff like that if I sit with my feet up too much. And I know when that starts to become an issue. So um, a lot of people might not have jobs where they can sit there with their feet up all day. But if you're sitting in an office chair, even uh, you are doing you're taking small steps backwards in your mobility it's not the end of the world you can definitely undo it with exercise and it's not I don't think it's the new smoking or anything like that it's not killing people alone uh, but it does contribute to pain and it does contribute to a lack of mobility so in a roundabout way it is getting you hurt and it is it is harming you so you know tip there is just try to stand more and move around more take breaks um, shuffle pace shift get up and do things even working at home I try to get up out of my chair, go get a glass of water out in the kitchen instead of keeping it with me, uh, go let a dog out, you know, go just do some dishes, I don't know, something like that, uh, just to kind of keep myself up and moving and averaging out more standing and moving than sitting if I can. The second one is, I'm, I'm going to jump down my list to another more obvious one, which is posture. Um, people don't often pair posture with mobility they think mobility will help posture i think it goes the other way around though where posture helps mobility and you can consciously correct your posture so standing there you know think about keeping everything in line in a straight line shoulders back and down is good posture your chin tucked a little bit you don't have to be extreme with it but that is good posture and that's going to make a difference in how things like your shoulders feel you know keeping yourself out of anterior or posterior pelvic tilt on purpose, like just forcing yourself to have better posture standing there, not an arch back or hunchback. That's going to contribute to making your hips more loose. Um, Even how you're standing with your feet, if they're pointed way out like duck feet or you're leaning on one side or you're shifting the hip to the side, that's all going to negatively affect you. So posture is important. Even I find posture while you sleep not sleeping with too many pillows so your head's forward, um, not sleeping with, you know, you've probably all experienced it. Like if you keep an arm under you all night, then it wakes up, you have some shoulder pain or some neck pain for a while. That kind of stuff's real. You know, it's those prolonged positions put you in a place where you are, um, I just, I guess just 
in a compromised place and it hurts your mobility because your body is a little bit alarmed at that. That's number two is posture. So we have sitting versus standing and posture. The third one is going to be maybe a little more sneaky, which is the shoes you wear. And I think this is actually a really important one, um, especially for people who struggle with ankle mobility and hip mobility is the shoes you wear do make a difference. I noticed this. This is a little extreme example again, but if you've been keeping up with the Stoltz Fit YouTube channel, a lot of farm content on there just for fun. And that farm content, my day-to-day stuff, I'm wearing work boots, steel toe boots, right, which are pretty heavy. So some Carhartt boots. With those on, I actually notice some knee pain when I wear those too much. Like if I have full days of farm work wearing the boots, I'll notice a little bit of knee pain. Now that could specifically be because of the weight of the steel toe itself. So it's a heavy shoe or it could be the high heel. So I'm not a person that wears high heels, you know, not going to say it has to be a female, but I'm not someone who wears actual high heels, obviously. And that would be even a worse option. So for me, uh, inch and a half heel on a boot is a high heel for me. And for a lady, you know, it might be a two or three inch heel, but that is worse. I've, you know, especially if it's a heavy heel, that's worse. So the shoes you wear do matter and they do add up. So find shoes that are comfortable, probably the flatter, the better for your day to day. If your office or work environment allows it, try not to wear shoes all the time. Even if it's a little more comfortable at first, you can stand on pads, you can stand on, um, I stood on yoga mats when I worked in an office, things like that. But um, it is good to lose the shoes once in a while or use some kind of more barefoot shoe, minimal sole, definitely not elevated, things like that um, to just help you. And I'm a big barefoot guy. Maybe I'm a hippie that way. I don't know. But I think it does help mobility, especially in the ankles and feet to go barefoot a lot. So that matters. That's something that you don't really think about. That you just throw in the pair of shoes. It goes with the outfit. Throw in the shoes because they're functional, but you don't really think how they make you feel. So like I have this pair of shoes that's super comfortable for activities. It's probably the ones I wear the most for like cardio or conditioning-based activity. They're Asics, but I'll roll my ankle almost every time I wear them. Maybe I'm clumsy, but that's something to consider when you're putting on shoes, right? Are you safe, secure, and promoting good mobility? Um, I'm just sounding like a total klutz in this podcast, which might be true. Next one, number four, is going to be the exercises that you do. Um, This is more of a gym-related thing. If you do exercises that force you down into positions that you want to be mobile in, you're going to have more mobility. The thing that has changed over the years for me in my view of mobility training is that I truly think training sessions, weight training, is one of the best forms of mobility training because it's loaded stretching, right? If you're doing weighted pull-ups, full range of motion, mind you, those are that's weighted hangs. You know, you're doing a lot of shoulder mobility there. You're hanging, you're stretching a lot of your musculature. If you're doing obviously a barbell squat is a great mobility tool for the hips, ankles, upper back. You are forcing yourself down into a position we have weight on, right? You might even notice that it's easier to get into a full squat with like 135 on your back or 100 pounds on your back or something 
because it's just pushing you down and it's forcing you into that position. You have no choice. With body weight, it might be a little bit harder. And RDL, same kind of thing. You know, if you have problems touching your toes, hold on to 155 pounds with a barbell and do an RDL and you'll be surprised at how you know how easily you can get into a full hamstring stretch and you're getting a great stretch those things that weighted stretching goes a super long way so make sure your exercise choices are ones that promote good mobility which essentially is compound movements right that's one of the benefits of compound movements there's nothing wrong with isolations isolations can definitely build muscle and probably even better on some body parts than just compounds alone but compounds are going to melt they're going to make you move better connect your body so you're using multiple muscle groups right compound that's why it's called that and also promote good movement patterns so doing a full squat is even though if you're doing it for quads doing a front squat you're working on a lot more than just leg extensions right so it's depending on your priorities if you just want to isolate the quads probably leg extensions are better but if you want to get the benefits of you know, working the glutes, quads, and hamstrings all together, the ankle mobility, the wrist mobility, the shoulder mobility, the hip mobility all required to do a full front squat, then do the compound lift. The last thing that's going to affect your mobility in a sneaky way, number five, is your stress. And this is totally something that I've experienced over the last few months, just kind of a weird few months for me, and lower levels of sleep, so less sleep and stress levels being higher, your body tenses up, you know, and if, if you went through a stressful time in your life and trained through that, you probably noticed that you really tightened up, maybe you even got hurt, or you definitely had some sore muscles that you don't normally get sore, or some tight areas, you know, maybe your neck had a lot of tension in it, something like that, that tension builds up because of the stress. And one of the most powerful things to help you release into a better mobility position is to just decrease your stress. And the best way to decrease your stress is to sleep more. So that's going to be my biggest tip is to sleep more. But of course, other things need to be done to address stress, most likely just the root cause of what's causing your stress. If it's money, trying to fix that situation or your mindset about it is going to definitely help if it's something coronavirus related maybe you consume less media content about it just to try to stress you out less Um, if it's talking to certain people about certain things maybe you talk to those people less about those things you know just try to do what you can to decrease your stress because it does radiate to other areas of your life Um, your sleep levels your mobility your strength your how you carry yourself your posture it's going to affect all these things that's my list of five Um, I think that those things are not put into the general practice of mobility enough. So I hope that's helpful for you guys. I hope it's something that you can apply and something that you can relate with. I think that it is important to address mobility from all areas to realize the importance of staying injury free. Even an axle to the chin made me want to stop that training session yesterday, but I didn't. Um, but even freak things can cause issues but even more than that those chronic pains that come up shoulders knees hips back those things will sideline you and if you're sidelined you're definitely not making progress and that's one of the most important things you know is to be able to at least try 
So that's it for today, guys. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the podcast. If you did, subscribe to the show. Check out the YouTube channel, Stoltz Fit, on YouTube and Instagram. And if you have a question for the show, reach out through email or DMs on Instagram. Those are both in the description of the podcast, as always. Have a great week, everybody. The rest of the week, anyways. And I'll see you on Friday for a new episode. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom.